Well, th- hey, thanks for that, uh, that slam dunk that you threw down on me there a, a month or so ago. I mean, does anybody, like, look at a sunset, like, on a beautiful day? What is that cat doing? Uh, Jim is doing that swooshy thing again. I already gave him a little bit of shit. Am I allowed to say shit? I gave him a little bit of shit. And welcome to episode 47 of the Romantic About Baseball podcast. I am your host, Adam C. McKinnon, joined as often by the Stat Master General, Jim Passon Jr. Jim. Hey, uh, welcome to the first podcast of the off season. Um, <laughs> long awaited. Got uh, here a little earlier than I expected, but whatever. That, that is, uh, that is, boy, that is just such a real, yeah, that's a real feeling right now, man. It's... <laughs> Oh man, on Friday I was like, ah, fuck Tampa, right? <laughs> and here it is two days later. It's just like the sixth inning, seventh inning of the ball game. I'm like, let's go, Tampa. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Baseball's the worst the next day. Baseball's the best. Oh, man, I can't wait for Tampa to beat the hell out of Houston. Oh God, yeah, I was cussing Tampa. Man, I can't believe you know, and, and it and it wouldn't it make sense that a guy, an undrafted free agent, you know, nothing yep. to nobody shows up and, and I mean, you know, I feel like I worry that we're going to that uh, Roldis Chapman is going to get Bill Bucknerd in the history <laughs> book. He really is. I mean, an otherwise very good, solid player, kind of a kind of a, you know, shit human in general, but like still a really good player is going to get just he's going to get slapped all over the next, you know, the Ken Burns 11th inning. You know what I mean, and and all through any other documentary made about this era of baseball will have at least a couple of highlights of a Roldis Chapman in various uniforms giving up big late homers, and it's totally unfair to the dude's body of work, but you know, it, yeah. it is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing about postseason, right? That's where usually the good teams are playing and the small sample size exists. So, right. yeah, you, you can get uh, yeah, you get labeled pretty quick, you know, like Kershaw, right? I mean. Ex- yeah, yeah, another good example there. You know, but yeah, you can get that label just because of the short sample. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's starting to get repetitious though. If you're a Yankees fan, I guess, and right, or if you're just a baseball fan in general, right? I mean, this is what 2016, 2019, 2020s had three, you know, pretty and, big home runs hit off of them. And look at the guys who hit the home runs too. Now, except for Altuve, <laughs> you know what I mean, but like. But Rajai Davis, you know, not not a slugger. Brousseau, not not a slugger. It, it, you know, they're not. It, it's almost like you know the the phrase "speed kills." Like you almost look at a guy like Chapman and you think like, you know, he shouldn't be giving up those home runs. And it's just like, well, actually, like there's a lot of science behind like why guys that don't hit home runs hit home runs off of Aroldis Chapman. He just throws the ball so damn hard. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, especially for the Yankees, a team that really kind of seemed to it seemed to have it a lot, you know, pretty together. You know what I mean? Despite everything, just just eliminated in such violent fashion, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, what 
10 pitch at bat with Brousseau, right? right. I mean, uh, it just, a, I mean, for a baseball fan, it was, it was a great one to watch, right? It was a good at bat to watch. Uh, yeah, I just kind of, when I went to look to see the last time somebody had like a home run on a 10 pitch plus at bat, right? That's mm-hmm. when I like got sad, right? It was DJ LeMahieu during the ALCS in game six in the ninth inning when uh, he hit the two run home run to tie the game back up in the top of the ninth before Chapman came in and gave up the bomb to Altuve, right? And yeah. it's like, oh, man. So the last time there was a 10-pitch uh, home run in the playoffs, it was right before Chapman gave one up, and then here it is. It's Chapman that's on the mound for this 10-pitch one. But, yeah. yeah. It's not a – you know, it's – and it feels different. It really does feel different. And, and you know, we talked earlier. There's, we're still a, a couple weeks away, you know, from doing our sort of like, you know, 30,000-foot look back at the regular season and postseason. But it does. It feels different this year. And, and I don't know what it was, but it, it feels if your team was in the playoffs this year, it, it, you know, you could have like closed your eyes and thought it was a regular season. You know what I mean? It, the the postseason still, despite everything, still seemed to bring a lot of intensity. So, can definitely yeah. definitely appreciate that, and for for good or ill, with my Braves moving on and your Yankees, unfortunately being eliminated, um, which is you know we'll have to throw out our nineteen ninety nine rematch uh, pools, I guess, right? <laughs> Darn it! Darn it. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. I mean these 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 games, right? They're. Uh... I mean, yeah, there's more teams in it, which I still feel waters it down, doesn't do the product that well. But I mean, it's not, these are games where it's like, okay, my team's still involved if they're in these games. Right. They have, their season isn't over until these games go the wrong direction. And uh, that just adds the drama, right? I mean, and they've already had like 33 baseball games or whatever before tonight's game even started, played this postseason. And uh, yeah, it's, I get why they want more postseason baseball. Right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I witnessed it. I get it. I'm so. worried. I'm Jim. I'm worried that you know. Uh, I still don't believe agree with 16 teams. Still don't agree with that. But wow. I'm I'm a little worried that I'm going to start feeling the way about of expanded not not 16 but expanded postseason the way that I sort of got used to the runner on second base in extra innings. And I know we're diametrically opposed on this issue. Yeah, but it. Uh, I'm worried I'm not going to hate it anymore and, and it'll just be like <laughs> my new normal, but that's, I just, uh, I mean, I want, I don't mind an expanded playoff. I don't mind if it goes to six on each side. I really think that's where it kind of should be. Right. Right. Yeah. No, not even five, but I mean, right now, I mean, there's a baseball game going on between the team that led the American league with the best record and they're playing the team that's in in the ALCS against them that made the postseason with a losing record. They were the worst of the, the eight seeds, right? Right. They got the sixth seed because of it, because they were the second uh, place team in the AL West. Right. Um, instead. But I mean, really in the end now, Tampa Bay is playing the Astros for the ALCS and the ALDS. They played the Yankees who had the third fewest wins. You know, they were what ranked sixth in the American league in the win loss category. Right. And then before that even got to go down, they got to play Toronto who was seventh in the American league and win loss. Right. It's like, okay, so now you're playing the, the six, seven and the eighth best teams in the American league to get your trip to the world series. That's what you get with, with this expanded playoffs. Right. right. And you wouldn't get that if the expanded playoffs was only going six deep. Right. Instead of this eight, this well, true. Crazy. Even the you know, and even on the other side of the coin, the 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 Dodgers faced 
the Brewers, and um, you know the. Uh, oh my God, Jim! Who did they? The just, Padres. The Padres. The Padres were, well, yeah, the Padres were a good. Was, right, Padres were a legit contender. They uh, had a better record than the Braves did. Right, right? exactly. I mean, and the Braves on the other side faced the Reds, who were a sub five hundred team, and the yeah. Marlins, who you know were just a tick above it. Yeah, so I I do agree with you. I think the I feel like the quality of the product from 30,000 feet, the quality yep. of the product is 100% diluted. I agree with that. You, it, it's one of those in principle versus in practice. But if you're telling me that this is still not compelling baseball to watch, I, <laughs> I disagree with that. <laughs> I think yeah, this is still compelling baseball. Yeah, um, yeah. and so, and that's what we've got to look forward to now because I, you know, you've, you, it's almost like things worked out in two different ways, you know, in the national league, uh, the two best teams in the national league. And I, I hear you on the Padres, but object to me, objectively that the two best teams in the national league are going to play each other to go to the world series. So you've got the, uh, the, the results, uh, you know, that should have been there by, by a lot of measures is, is happening on the American league side. It's sort of almost the intangible, like the team that everyone loves to hate and the team that no one knows how to love, <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, so on the national league side, the tangible, like the. I've always said baseball is the marriage of the subjective and the objective. The objective is on the National League side and on the subjective, the American League side. And so we're going to we're going to talk about those two series because to me and you're looking at me like I have 10 heads, but I'm sure yeah, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure we'll figure out why here in a minute. Yep. You have to explain this a little bit deeper. Um, yeah. So, so to me, like the, it's clear to me that the national, the, uh, the American league, because the national league side is easy to explain. I am in, I think mm. in, in, on the American league side, it's, it's plot. It's, it's what's driving. It's driving people to watch a team that no one watched. The Astros are the, bring the audience, the Rays bring the quality of product. So it, it creates a plot line. Everyone in the nation right now, you couldn't pay people to go to watch a Rays game. Now, everyone that living, everyone in the country living outside the Houston metro area is a Rays fan. And so to me, that's what I mean when I say intangible, you've, you've taken a team, you were ready to send a Montreal or to, um, yeah, Montreal just to garner some kind of interest. Yep. Now the whole nation's pulling for them. Yeah. Yeah. We have to. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it's that, that wouldn't you agree that whether you agree with the premise or not, whether you agree with agree with the team selection or the alignment, if you will, it's a good thing for baseball in a way, right? Like it's a, it's a it's a good thing for the sake of you know it's a good, it's a good thing in its own way. Yeah. So I mean, this this for me, the, the, because there's 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 different types of fans in, in baseball, right? Let's let, let's describe it this way, right? Um, if are you cheering for the Rays to win the American League pennant? Or are you 
cheering for the Astros to lose this series and not get the AL pennant. What are you really cheering for? Are you, are you asking me or just yeah. in general? I'm re- yeah, I, you and then in general, what do you think? Okay, so because I think those are two different answers. Because I'm pulling for the Rays because I believe in the way they've built a team. Like, I, yep. I believe in that. I believe in the... I read Brian Kinney's book. <laughs> I believe in uh, Keith Law and all these, like, I believe in the, in the, um, I, in this sort of intellectual approach. I, I, I like p- teams that innovate and that l- try to reinvent the wheel when it's necessary to be reinvented. But what do you think a majority of the fans are that's, doing? See, that's what, that's, yeah. I agree with you. I, I don't disagree with you because there's a lot of people who don't give a shit and just want to see the Astros lose. They're just cheering for one side to lose, not cheering for the other side to win. And to me, that doesn't really help baseball, right? Being part of like the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, I, this is the one thing I never understood. And I and I, I guess I'm getting to understand it as I, I think about it more, is that when you go to the game, and instead of somebody being like, hey, come on, let's go Red Sox, or hey, let's go Yankees, it's always breaks out in that Red Sox suck chant or the Yankees suck chant or who's your daddy or whatever. Right. And it's like, I mean, are you seriously here to cheer against your opponent more than you're actually here to cheer for your team? And when, when I see that, right. And then I start realizing the types of fans is just, well, true. You're run of the mill fan. There's some ugliness that comes with it. And I agree with that, but let me ask you, let me ask you another question here. Because you're you made a very good point with the rivalry, right? The the Red Sox Yankees rivalry. Yeah. Now what? Now outside of Boston or New York, what emotion did that did that garner? Because I can tell you from from outside of those teams, it was it was largely indifference or an eye roll. Like, okay, who's gonna play on Sunday night? It's gonna be Yankees Red Sox. Yankees Red Sox. That's all we hear about. Yankees Red Sox. Yeah. So it was two teams with polar opposite emotions and then widely indifference outside of it with the Astros. And this is why I think it's actually kind of good. You know, the Astros uh, and Trevor Bauer are kind of linked this way for me. It, it it has a nation. We talk about tribalism in fan in baseball fandom. Now, like if you're, I'm a Braves fan, you're a Yankees fan. There is a very good chance both of our teams played the Rays this year, right? We couldn't, you know, we're baseball nerds, but 98% of our fan bases couldn't name half of the Rays lineup. And so we talk about the tribalism in baseball. We talk, and that's not just by by the Rays, by the way, like copy and paste that that example to any fan base blackout restrictions, all this other stuff that contribute to the tribalism. When's the last time that every, almost every single baseball fan agreed on anything? (laughs) You see what I'm getting at here? Like the one thing we've complained about for a long time since TBS at WGN stopped airing games on a national basis is that we don't agree on anything. We're a fractured fan base as a sport. And maybe in its own way, just as say like, you know, uh, the black socks were necessary in their own way. Their transgressions were in hindsight necessary to bring on the commissioner position to sort of put the line in the sand on gambling. Yep. Maybe we're seeing the sort of like, um, the, 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 um, 
manifestation of something necessary in the game that the hatred of the Astros, I agree with you. It's not the way I want it to happen because you don't want to build a sport on negativity, but maybe it's maybe in a way it's necessary. Yeah. What if, what if everybody hates his team all the way to a world series championship, then what? Well, the, what it, happens? But then it, it, that's just hate-filled off-season. I mean, well, yeah, know, yeah, and, and I'm not saying Lord. that that's not good for the game. That's not good. <laughs> like, not good for that the yeah, human it, soul. <laughs> it's <yeah. laughs> the last thing I fucking want to hear is Carlos Correa stand up and say, "This is for all the haters" or some bullshit. Right? Yeah. That's the last thing anyone needs to hear. This is our most explicit like episode so far. Yeah. Um, it, it's amazing what happens when we don't prepare, but the, yeah. the biggest thing that I'm seeing here is that let's say that does happen. Let's say we hate them all the way to a world series, right? Yep. Well, I mean, we, we, we did agree on that fact that we hate them. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it, we have something to talk about like white Sox fans and, um, uh, and A's fan. Well, maybe not white Sox and A's fans, but like white Sox fans and um, uh, Reds fans and uh, Rockies fans all have one thing in common, and it's fuck the Astros. Yeah. So yeah. maybe in its own right, it's not now, you know, it's a symptom, not so much, right? It's a symptom, not the disease. But yeah. maybe in years from now, we can all look back and say, hey, you know what? Like, that sucked. But remember when we all agreed on that? Yeah, that's what, that's what my biggest thing is there. What's the end game for it all, right? Really, if, if, it, I mean, if the Astros didn't make the postseason this year, would that have been in it? I don't even know if that would have been enough to get people to stop, you know, banging on trash cans at the Astros, you know, games next year or whatever. I don't think that'd been enough to stop it, right? Now, here they are. They're already into the, the ALCS. It's like, okay, even if they get knocked out of here, I mean, the Astros had some pretty decent success. That's absolutely anti-everything everybody wants right and right so i just don't know how it ends i mean when when do people be like all right man i'm cool with the astros again right? is it three losing seasons in a row where i mean they just they just don't even make the postseason well and what, what, maybe, maybe we don't have to be like maybe we don't have to be cool with the astros you know and that's what i'm saying Ever again is, like may, the evil empire maybe we don't maybe maybe it needs to be that say whomever is the first to reach free agency of that core right of bregman and correa and altuve whomever's the first one and we just gradually phase them out of the game like they just you know whatever right <laughs> like let's just say that happens and then it takes a culture shift and then someone comes in and just guts the whole thing. I don't know. Like who, who knows? Um, some other beloved player, like, I don't know who's a, like, who's a beloved, like universal Eric Kratz comes in and buys the Astros. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the the thing is, is that what I have noticed is that the galvanize, the sort of galvanizing hatred that everyone has for each other's teams all of that energy is just being funneled into the Astros. Yeah. And I think re- them making the playoffs, it sucks in the short term and it sucks for the intellectuals of the game. But I think what it ultimately does is it creates a unifying force. 
Oh, and seeing like all the Twins fans that are now watching, they're watching this ALCS, right? And they've all had to taste it now, right? They had to taste what it was like to get a chunk of the Astros in the postseason and lose after nobody wants them to win. Right. The A's fans got that taste too. And who knows what's going to happen in this series, but everybody's, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, if, if you're they... building a fan base of people that are cheering against the Astros. Right. And, and it's not the way you want it to happen, but I mean, I mean, I, I guess what I'm getting at is with, with this series, I feel like the Rays, I really, 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 really want the Rays to win. Like, oh, yeah. Like, fucking really, man. You might have understated that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, really. Like, it's going to be a super bummer to, even if my Braves make it to the World Series, it's going to be a major bummer yep. to play. It's not enough to play a shortened season, but it's enough to play a team that, you're just even if you win, you're not going to be the headline. And, you know, so I agree with all of that. But all I'm all I'm asking is just like when all of this dust settles on this. There's no positive to be taken from a lot of there's not hardly any positive to take out of all of this. Mm-hmm. But when we look back on this. What I hope is that this will end up being a sort of litmus test for some sort of unifying force. Like we could say like, and it could be used for a good thing, you know, like like, it it could be like, you know, let's say a team overcomes some sort of obstacle. And it's this idea of everybody unifying around one thing. Isn't this completely foreign idea? I mean, granted it was for a bad thing, but maybe, maybe I don't, it's, it's, it's a lot of speculation and it's a lot of me trying to, I'm not trying to put perfume on a pig, but maybe, maybe I'm, I don't know, just trying to look at it from a different perspective, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole thing, right? I mean, uh, people watch baseball or go to baseball games in this year, but they, yeah. they go for different reasons. They watch for different reasons. They, it's you know, your fandom is your fandom. How, how you describe how you, what makes you a fan is, is sold to you, right? That's uh, one thing I've learned about talking to people. So if somebody's fandom for baseball involves them, A, hating the Astros, and then B, hating the Yankees, and then C, you know, liking the Red Sox, and then, okay, well, that, that's the order it takes you to be a baseball fan, I guess. I mean, you're a fan, right? That meets your definition of fandom, and and we shouldn't be, you know, yeah, I, I, we shouldn't frown upon you, right? I just don't want to create a, a stadium that is more booze than cheers, right? I mean, I want them to be loud. I just want when people are loud that they're they're actually celebrating. That's true. I agree with that. And I think, I hope that when, if that ultimately happens, it's a temporary thing. I, I hope that it, like, because it, it's deserved, I think, in some extent for the Astros, but I also don't want that to like manifest itself in as like part of the fabric of the game. Yep. You know what I mean? You don't want to have a, you know, um, a European soccer stadium or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you don't want who, right? yeah, you don't want any hooligans in baseball games. There's, there's too much time <laughs> Too much baseball games are too long for hooliganism. Yeah, exactly. They got to start to stop serving beer after the third inning or something. Right. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, there are series happening. Yeah. So, um, both of, both of our world series picks are alive and well. Yeah. How about it? Right. Yeah, um, yeah. We didn't even pick the same teams on either side. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, I, I think, 
I, I really think the Astros, the Astros Rays series, I, I, I'm going to pick the Rays to sweep them uh, because they're just, they're such a superior team, man. Like they're so much better, but like you, you just shrug your shoulders. Cause you're exactly right. Like it hasn't worked so far. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, the Astros are, are competent. They play, you know, they played in tight positions before. Yeah, I, I just, I can't doubt the team. You said I this just, too, by the way, you called this, like I, I we're not going to go to the tape cause I don't have time for that, but like, <laughs> but you call, I feel like you call this, you were the one who said the Astros could get hot in the postseason, And yeah. I mean, they, they have, they've, they've figured it out. Like, you know, they've, they've just figured out how to, uh, how to score again. And, yeah, and how, they, and they looked great against the A's. They really the did. Like they looked like a better, a much better team. Yep. You know, yeah, we, yeah, they, they look like the playoff teams that we were used to. Right. Well, you keep waiting for the rotation to fall through. You know, the bullpen's not that good. It, you know, the bullpen's not that good. You knew the lineup was underachieving and okay, maybe they could, the offense could start scoring runs and that's cool, but they can't, but you know, there's nothing on that rotation that tells me, you know, short of Granky, maybe yeah. there's nothing on that rotation or in that bullpen that says to me, Oh yeah, hold up. If they're, if they're having a tough game, this is the guy that's going to, this is the tourniquet, right? Valdez is good. I mean, he's good, but does yeah. it, does he ring? If your back's against the wall, do you want Framber Valdez starting for you? It's nasty, but right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, every I, other team has that guy. Yeah, hey, what are you expecting, right? I mean, it's just above average nasty, barely, maybe. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, everybody's got nasties. So, right. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't scream. It doesn't, you know, without Verlander and Garrett Cole and, and, uh, yeah, just the, it just doesn't look as magical as the past teams. But, you know, really, in essence, I mean, eh, I don't, I don't think that the Rays look that magical when you look at them either. So, well, okay. you, you know, but but I think you would agree with me. There's that's the point of the Rays. The Rays are oh, supposed yeah. to be, the Rays are supposed to look like your uncle just like found a found a baseball jersey and nobody stopped him on the way to the dugout. Yeah. You know, like G Man Choi looks like a, you know I can't tell if he's he's in my you know my DoorDash delivery driver or <laughs> the first baseman. You know, and I say that with great affection for G Man <laughs> Choi, but like, so I mean, great guy. Yeah, the I mean the the Braves, I mean, the Rays and the um, Astros. I mean, I just don't see. Well, I mean, I'm you know I'm going to eat my words probably, but I don't see how the Rays can lose. This they just ha- they have too many. There's too many fires for the Astros to put out uh, on that pitching yep. staff, you know. So I'll take I'll take the Astros in six. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, I don't blame hey, I don't blame you because because they've done nothing to make us think this will go normal. <laughs> hey, it's a good team. Yeah, I don't know. I think if they could somehow win tonight's game, I think uh, yeah, I think it's a huge step for them to knock out a a, a chance where Snell pitches and they don't win. And, uh, yeah, I think it just puts Tampa in a position where they, they I don't know if they can crawl back from. I just I don't know. They, they're a great team. They really are. And I mean, they played in a tough division, but. Houston's experience to me still reigns king. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's a, it's a very pragmatic choice of you, Jim. Yeah. We should talk about that other league, the senior league. (laughs) The true, the senior, the senior circuit, um, the senior circuit. Yeah. Yeah. The two, the two best teams found their way to the, to the, to the, uh, the CS. Um, I know handily. Yeah. I mean, golly, that was, 
it was fascinating to me too. Like you kind of had the feel, I kind of had the feeling that maybe this could happen to the Padres where they kind of got, you know, they got just dominated. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of evidence to the, to believe that that wouldn't happen, but that, that team felt like on the rail, like it was riding on two wheels all season, not because they're not good, but just because it's a, it's almost like a collection of guys who just didn't know any better. Um, but uh, I do love. Um, I real. I really. How do you bet against the Dodgers, man? Like, how do you? How do you pick against? I'm having a hard. This is like it's morphed into a head and heart thing for me right now. All right, so this is a 43 and 17 team this year with a team that was built for the structure of playoffs that they put together for him. It's like, okay, now that you're in the postseason, it's time to go through the gauntlet. Right. There's no days off between games. We're going to play forever. And the Dodgers are like, sweet, we got pitchers forever. This is going to freaking work out great. I mean, it's just, just an unbelievable team with Mookie Betts and everybody else in that lineup it's just silly that they added bets and then then yeah i, I mean and then just the pitching staff so deep what this is what a ridiculous team th- this is ridiculous it is ridiculous because okay so and then you, you like you know there's obvious um there's an uh, obvious deficiency in the braves rotation although i don't know i mean ian anderson is like playing way playing like he's on another planet right now um, Max Freed is always, you know, good for a solid outing when he comes out to, to pitch. Um, yep. I mean, in a best of seven series, you, you, you know, Kyle Wright. Okay. Maybe, maybe the kid is catching momentum, but you know, it's a lot of gambling on upside, of course, against Clayton Kershaw and, and Walker Bueller and, you know, solid, solid, solidified, like ACE level pitchers. Yep. So granted that. But like you look at the line, the lineup. This lineup matchup is insane to me. Like, okay, Woba this year. All right, according to Fangraphs, Woba Do- Braves number one with three fifty five. Uh, Woba Dodgers number two at three fifty. Weighted runs created plus. Dodgers number one tied with the Mets for one hundred and twenty two. Braves one hundred and twenty one, or third. Like in terms of offensive war. Uh, per fan graphs, Dodgers are third, Braves are fourth. I can't, I mean, I just don't, <laughs> you know, you go down the list. I mean, I feel like the Braves bullpen is a little more complete, you know, in the, in the middle to later innings, you know, um, than the Dodgers, but not enough to make up for the rotation deficiency between Atlanta and, you know, and Los Angeles. So, Dodgers are a better team here, man. Uh, uh, the Braves are really good, but the Dodgers are just stupid good. Yeah, this is this is the Dodgers' advantage now, right? It's a longer series, so to beat a team that's got depth and very talented depth, right? I mean, usually you need to you know strike lightning once in a while, right? But gosh, it gets a team that's stacked up like this in a seven game series. It almost feels like you're going to strike lightning twice. Right. And, uh, it, it, I mean, if there was a team in the national league that was built for it, I has to be, it has to be the Braves. Right. I mean, they're the only ones with enough pitching that can make it, make it happen. And, and a lineup that can scare the hell out of you. Right. With, um, you know, how so- switch hitting in there too. Right. I mean, it's just, 
it, it's a, it's a lineup that can win games and a, and a staff that can keep games to low scoring, obviously. Right. Right. I mean, it wasn't like the Reds or the Marlins were the offensive powerhouses of the, of the league or anything like that, but four shutouts in five games so far. I mean, Braves pitching shown up. Right. So, so let me ask you this. What are you, do you, I, I'm, it's almost like looking at, okay, who needs what to go right? And, and on the other side, who needs what to go wrong? Like the, the Dodgers don't need anything. They just, it has to almost has to be like the Braves have to sort of step up one notch and the Dodgers have to come down one notch. You know, both are very realistic possibilities. If if the Braves rotation continues to pitch at the level it is, I mean, God damn, dude, that's hard to argue against. And, you know, I could see that, look, the Dodgers lineup could get just cold enough. You know, Kershaw could could get shelled, you know, or like the Kenley Jansen. I mean, he's volatile, you know, Joe Kelly, Ken, Kenley Jansen, not a lockdown back end of the of the bullpen. I mean, so in your mind, like what has to go, what, what needs to, is it something where the, something on the Dodgers needs to go wrong for the Braves to win? Or does the, something in the Braves need to kick up one extra notch for them to win? I mean, it feels to me like if, uh, if you had to take the Dodgers performance and the, and the Braves performance so far in the postseason this year, and you had to say which one of these teams is going to have to regress, regress to more normal, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to have to see some regression to get back to where they typically would be? I think you would lean towards the Braves are playing, you know, over the top of their head with their pitching, obviously, because, I mean, the bats have done a little bit of damage when they've needed to really hasn't really been the case, right? I mean, it's just any damage is good when your team's not giving up any runs. Um, where almost the Dodgers who've only hit two home runs and they're five and oh, right. It's in the right. postseason. They only hit two home runs so far this postseason. Jeez. It almost feels like that team, if they're regressing back to the middle, they might get better. So <laughs> um, I, I really don't know. I mean, it, 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 to me, it feels like the Braves still need to keep everything rolling in the way that that's rolling, which might be rolling at a level beyond where they can probably maintain it. Right. Where yeah. the Dodgers, they're probably just cruising. Yeah, the margin of error, I I totally agree. I feel like the margin of error for the Braves is so much thinner than it is for the Dodgers, you know. Yeah. The, but, the, it, but it's a series that they, either the Braves could win or the Dodgers could lose, right? I mean, if, if to me, the Dodgers are such a huge favorite. It's not just a series that the Dodgers can lose, though. The Braves can actually come out and win this series. They could just beat a good Dodgers team. So it's not like uh, if the Braves win this series, it's solely because the Dodgers stunk. No. Well, true. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's quite that much. I feel like it's it's not so much an extreme like the Dodgers have to play bad or the Braves have to play amazing. I feel like they're close enough match teams that it really just needs one notch in either direction. It just needs... You know, it needs Ian Anderson or it needs Kyle Wright. To me, the pivot point is Kyle Wright because you you can very likely get a great outing from Freed. You can very likely get a great outing from Anderson, even though he's never faced a lineup like the Dodgers. I feel like his stuff warrants it. Um, Kyle Wright will he has I've seen him and it can happen. He will lose the handle on the ball, and it, and it's going to be a long day. Um. So, so there's more pressure on stuff like that with the Braves, you know, can Dansby Swanson, you know, not strike out as, you know, every other at bat 
What's the bottom of the Braves lineup going to do? There's a lot more questions about that. They're easy questions to answer, you know, but there's still questions. With the Dodgers, you're answering questions. You know, the only questions you have is, what if, you know, it keeps coming back to, well, someone's going to have to underperform. You know, this I feel like this is like two. They're too good at teams for a a chance bounce or something like that to to really turn the tide. Yeah, right. Like if uh, if Atlanta goes into this this series and Freeman goes one for eighteen, right? Four four games, right? It, it, it's hard to picture any scenario where the Braves win a game, right? Where if Bellinger goes one for eighteen in the first four games, I could probably see where the Dodgers still come out two two or three games to one in, True, that, yeah. in, that, in that run where right? i it's just yeah it, it yeah it just seems like a lot of things a lot of more things will have to go wrong for the dodgers to lose this and that if it's going to happen it's going to be a combination dodgers are going to have to make some mistakes and the braves are going to have to take advantage of those said mistakes and not make their own and something that they've been good at so far you know um, they're well rested yeah, I mean, and well, that's, but you know what? You're exactly right. Like, it's almost like the Braves have to just play at the level they always had, and they still need the, something to happen in their favor. Like, that's, that's, like, I don't think that we do a good enough job illustrating that's how good this Dodgers team is. Like, yeah. you're facing up against a team that, if you were to take the Braves and put them in the American League, they cruise. Through, I honestly, I really believe that. I feel like they cruise through the American League. But you put them up against the Dodgers, and it's like, mm, man, that there's the mat- match thus met. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. I feel like I, my head and my heart are separating on this. I, I pick I, I I would like to see the Braves win and, and, and there's no way it takes less like and you made a good point like you could see the Dodgers sweeping the Braves out or maybe and then maybe not sweep I could see like a three like a four one like a five or five game series probably a six game series I feel like if the Braves are gonna win it's gonna have to go to seven yeah yeah it's yeah something like that right I, I things are just gonna have to roll the right direction and anything's possible and you got a good enough team to make that happen right um, yeah it's just that i, I mean the, the braves i mean what their pitching's done to you know miami and cincinnati like i said you know not really to me the cream of the crop of of hitting teams right um right and then versus pitching right i mean cincinnati is the i mean second best probably pitching staff this year in the national league behind just the dodgers right um didn't really Braves didn't really post up much there. I mean, they didn't give up anything. That's that's how you win one nothing in thirteen innings, right? And then you know score late in the other one and, and win that one. Um, and another shutout, right? Is is to beat you know you know to beat a team that's got great pitching. Just don't let them score and, and drag out what you can. Well, now they're about ready to get that ultimate experience that they had with Cincinnati with the Dodgers, right? I mean, right? It's uh, I mean. Cincinnati had the second best ERA plus in the national league at 124, and they were a mile ahead of Chicago for third and uh they're nowhere near the Dodgers are a 141 OPS plus yeah year. I mean, I mean that's... A, the difference between these two ERAs is 3.02 and 3.84 um I mean basically the Giants who are like the fourth worst pitching staff in the national league are closer in ERA 
to the Reds than the Dodgers are to the Reds, right? That's how big the gap <laughs> is between first and second. It's the same as the gap between second and 11th. And uh, that this isn't good news for the Braves because the Braves didn't do that well against Cincinnati's pitching staff. Yeah, so. and, and they they strike out a lot. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of a reason and and you know you get through that first four in the lineup you get through Acuna um Freeman Ozuna Darno I mean Darno just figured out how to hit it's incredible uh you know it, it, Albies you get you get through those that you know those guys in the lineup and you know Swanson can hit but he strikes out a lot you know, um, you you look at uh, Riley to me. Does Riley to me looks like a mess at the plate? Um, you, there's a lot of there's a lot of question. There's a, not a lot, and that's the funny part too. When you put them up against the Dodgers, there's a lot of question marks. Every other team, it's like, oh yeah, they'll be fine. Yep. But you put them up. You you put the any team. This is the best other product that the National League had to offer. And it's damn good, but it's no, but it's not good enough. I think to 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 go head up against the Dodgers, all things being equal, and win. Yep. You know they they need someone on the Dodgers to fumble the football. Yep. To yep. mix analogies. Yeah, yeah. You got to get at least one or two turnovers here. Yeah. To to make this work out, right? You yeah. Have to, uh, yeah. Positive turnover ratio. You can't give up zero though. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's that's what it feels like to me. So uh Dodgers and five. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm taking Braves and seven. I'm gonna go with my heart, but I but I would there's not an out you know, I, I've grown up with a lot of postseason disappointment in my life. Yep. Um I will not be disappointed in this. This is like to me, this is ninety-nine in its own right. Like you no know, nobody beats the Yankees in the ninety-nine series. Nobody, yeah. and you know what? No, to me, like going up against this right now, it's the buzzsaw feeling for me. And yeah. if they win, I'll be happy. And and this is maybe this is the good thing about looking up. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be fa- I'll be thrilled to pieces if the Braves win. But I'm not going to be disappointed if we lose, as long as we show up and play the game we we know that that the team knows how to play. Yeah. Um. So. As long as you don't look silly, I think you you can't lose really if if you're a Braves fan. Now if you're a Braves team, that's a whole other story and um this is why I'm yeah. not a professional baseball player, Jim. <laughs> right? Yeah, me too. That's the only reason. <laughs> that's it, man. We 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 could have we could have had our chance. We could have had our chance, but we we Just we passed get over it up. That. Couldn't get over it. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. All right. I'm I'm in, man. So you just stand with your Braves raised World Series. I'm, I'm gonna stick with my my Astros Dodgers, and I'm still taking the Dodgers in seven when that happens. So, yeah, I I get I you. Can, I mean, the Astros can't win at all, can they? I mean, no. I know it's 2020. No, but, you know, yeah, no, it can't. It can't happen, man. It can't happen. Yeah. So let's yeah. hope that it doesn't. Until then, um, hey. One more thing. Yeah. Now, the home runs between the National League and the American League in the postseason so far has been so ridiculously lopsided. Is that the baseball park? No. Do you think that's the baseball parks? Or do you think, I mean, the, the National League out homered the American League this year, right? But so far in the postseason, uh, the American League is averaging 3.7 home runs in a game, and the National League is averaging 1.7. Two less home runs per game. I feel like that's more the juxtaposition of the teams. 
I mean, yeah. l- look at the look at the teams that came in. I mean, the Cubs were anemic. The um, the Reds were in, you know not you know anemic. Those are two underachieving offenses. Um, the, the Marlins were never, you know, I mean, the, as long as Lewis Brinson has a job, that's not a good line. If Lewis Brinson is starting in your lineup, yeah. you, you do not have a good lineup. Um, yeah. The dude has, has the, is in the same neighborhood as Miguel Olivo since 2000, since the year 2000 in war. And that would be negative three. Um, yeah. Oh. But, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, so then you look, even if you go up the line of brewers, you know what I mean? These are not, there's more bad offenses in the national league. Like, and there's more good pitching in the national league too. good starting pitching. You've got two teams that are built on bullpens, you know, in Oakland and, and Tampa, you know, the Yankees, okay. Kind of the same thing. You know, you, you don't have. Uh, in the National League, you just had more pitching-centric teams, I feel like. And maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think it's more the juxta- the teams that made it more so than the than the place that they played. Exactly. I can agree with that too, right? It's, it's the teams that made it that are hitting and the teams that are made it are, are pitching are the difference, right? Right. Get rid, of, get rid of the Pirates and get rid of the, the, you know, the Rockies and whatnot, and all of a sudden, you know, the numbers change. So. Yeah. I agree with yep. that. I think there's a pretty discernible slope in talent from the National League to the American League in terms of starting pitching. Gotcha. Yep. So. Makes sense to me. I agree. All right, cool, man. Well, let's uh we're gonna we're gonna call it and uh we will be uh we will be back when is it next week? We'll be back uh yeah. we'll be back next we'll do it again next week and we'll see. We might be still, yeah. I mean the ball games will be getting over hopefully around this time if everything goes right. And yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have a good action this week. So cool. uh enjoy those uh championship series. Uh go rays. Uh and uh, I wanna make sure I get a shout out to the Rays. I wanna make sure <laughs> Who, who you root? Who, the, the Rays? Is, is that who we're talking about? I just I mean, go Rays. I mean, uh, please, 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 I know I picked the Astros too. Yeah, go Rays. <laughs>